Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. January 29th, 2023. It's an early Sunday morning, 4.45 a.m. But I dropped in to say, I want to talk about, I want to ask the question, are you on a vegan? I want to talk about vegan dieting. Yes. I want to talk about being a vegan. Are you a vegan? (laughs) <laughs> you know there's a twist to it, right? But we can ready to pray first, Father God. <clears throat> we thank you for being here in the midst of us, Lord God. We thank you for giving us ears to hear what the Spirit of the living God is saying, Father God. We thank you, Father, that your word will not return void, but it will accomplish those things whereinto it has been sent. And Father, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise in Jesus' name. We pray, amen. This is something the Lord been talking to me about quite a while. He's talking about vegan dieting. You know, vegans, they don't really eat meat. Right, so I'm, I'm talking about a meatless diet. Are you on a meatless diet? Are you on a meatless diet? I want to talk about Hebrews 5. 11 through 14. It says, Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. Uh, for when for when, for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of meat and not of uh, milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of God, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So as I'm reading this text, first thing I wanted to know, Lord, what, what does dull of hearing mean? Hebrews 5 and 11, let's go back in and dissect it a little bit. It says, the first verse says, um, I want to read, let me see the, the uh, NLT version. It says, so why are we constantly needing to be taught the same thing over and over? And why did not, we? Um, oh, one of the questions is, why are we constantly needing to be taught the same thing over and over? And why did we not receive it the first time God used someone to tell it to us? Okay, so what happens when we grow dull of hearing? He was the <clears throat> he was talking about um, that you know we're, you're having to constantly keep learning the same thing over and over again is because we have grown dull of hearing, of whom we have many things to say. And hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. Well, so what is the what is the apostle talking about in Hebrews 5 and 11 when he's talking about us going dull of hearing? Well, dull of hearing in Hebrews 5:11 is more closely related to being sluggish or slowful or even lazy um, when it comes to the word of God. We don't want to eat the word of God. We don't want to eat the meat. And so we're constantly learning the same principles, the laying hands of the water baptism. We're not growing. We're stagnant. We're not growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. It's because we're not willing 
to learn new things because we've gotten slowful in the word of God and we've become lazy. And I'm not talking about listening to YouTube videos or other preachers. I'm talking about actually, because that's like a supplement vitamin. That's like fast food. But God wants us to spend time making our own meals, getting in the word of God and asking them questions. When you read something and you don't understand it, say, Lord, show me what that means. So you can dig in there and do a word study. Look it up, like dull of hearing. What do you mean by dull of hearing? It means sluggish, slowful, or lazy. We have become lazy. People don't like to read the word. They don't like to study the word. So my thing is, um, Romans 12 and 1 and 2 tells us, um, to uh, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. For this is your reasonable servant service. And be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so you will know God's good, acceptable, and perfect will. How can we know God's good, acceptable, and perfect will for our lives if we're not reading and studying the Word of God? And what are we praying if we don't know what God is saying? God and His Word is one. He tells us, he said, bring it in, bring me in remembrance of my word. It's not because he has forgotten. He wants to make sure that we don't forget. What is the counsel of God? The word of God is the will of God. And if we don't know the will of God, it's because we're not studying the word of God. We have grown slowful and lazy. And the fact that I sit up and listen to other preachers every day, which is good because we every joint supplies a need, but that shouldn't be my only time that I study. You know, he says for us to study to show our own selves approved so we can rightfully divide the word of truth, right? Nothing, <clears throat> when we listen to just uh, YouTube preachers or even just going to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, that's not enough. Is that the only time you eat? Is on natural food is on Sunday and Wednesday. Believe that you receive. So how? What do you mean by that? When we read the word, we have to believe the word. Okay. When we believe the word, that's when we receive the word. Remember, Romans ten nine ten said it's with our mouth that we confess, but it's with our heart that we believe. So when we, the way we can tell when we believe the word is when we act on what what it says. <clears throat> Excuse me. We act on what we believe to be true. My question to you is, are you on a vegan diet? Are you on a meatless diet? So he says um, that we need to, because we have, uh, we have become, we just have need, we have need of milk and not strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is obeyed. So, um, but strong meat, this is Hebrews 5 and 14. He says, but strong meat belong to them that are full age, even those who by reason of youth have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So when we grow dull of hearing, the reason we're hearing have to hear the same stuff over and over again is because we have grown dull of hearing. We could have got it the first time the Lord told us, but we have no interest because we're slowful. When we become dull of hearing, it's because we become complacent and slowful. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Okay, well, I got to go. That's slowful. And it causes us to become dull of hearing. You could have got it the first time the Lord sent the prophet by, but... Excuse me, but we didn't want to 
hear it then or we didn't want to receive it from that person or whatever. I don't know. Um, but, you know, the word of God says, my sheep know my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. Um, we need to know and understand that anything God created, he can command. He caused the donkey to speak. Okay. So let's not, if uh, uh, when we're sons of God, we should be able to hear the voice of God, whether he's speaking through a donkey or whether he's speaking through a child or whether he's speaking to a drunk on the street. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anything that God created, he can command. He said, I'll make the rocks cry out and praise me if you don't praise me. Okay. Anything that God created, he can command. He can use it. Okay. He used the donkey. All right. He even said he'll make your enemies be at peace with you when our ways please the Lord. All right. Okay. So let's, let's get off of that. And that's why sometimes we can't receive the word of God because we're looking at the vessel and we're not discerning the voice. But he said, my sheep know my voice. It doesn't matter what vessel or vehicle it comes in. When you're his sheep, you're going to know the voice of the shepherd. But you're limiting God because you look at the vessel or sometimes we just got pride in our lives. The Lord sent people into our lives to help us. But because of the pride that's in our life, it keeps us from receiving because we're thinking, in our, oh, they're down here and I'm up here. Oh, I got more than them. You know, how many of you know that life does not consist in the abundance of things? I like to tell people everything that we have on this earth is on lease. I don't care if you got the title because we're not taking none of this stuff with us. None of this stuff is going with us. What profit is it? What good is it if a man gains the whole world and when he dies, he loses his soul because he did not accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior? It's not going to profit you anything because at the end of the day, we're going to leave all this stuff behind. Okay, this this is not condemnation, but we have to be able... Promise me you won't run when correction comes because, again, this is what this message is about. Are you on a vegan diet? Can you endure strong meat or do you still... We constantly got to drink milk. We constantly got to be teaching the same thing over and over and over again because we're not growing from faith to faith. But it says strong meat belongs to them that are full age. Um, even those who by reason of use... They have sent uh, their, excuse me, use, reason of youth have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So how do we discern both good and evil? We know in the natural that as our children begin to grow, um, our goal is to teach them right from wrong. I like to tell people that age ain't nothing really but a number because true maturity is measured by the wisdom of a man. It's not measured by how many, the number of years is tell how long you've been here. But the wisdom of a man determines the true maturity of the man. So here he says, when we begin to exercise our ability to discern both good and evil, that's when we're, we're able to eat strong meat. Because children, they don't like sound doctrine. They don't want to, they don't want to know. When you tell a child no, they don't want that. They want to do what they want to do because that's what babies do, right? They don't understand no. That a child will think that when you're saying no to them, it's because you don't like them. When in fact, you're saying no because you're just trying to protect them from something that's going to harm them, right? But strong meat belongs to them that are full age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So why are we constantly needing to be taught the same stuff over and over? It's because we've grown lazy. 
We've grown dull. We've grown complacent. And we don't want to study. We don't. We don't. And we and the people that God put in our lives, we don't want to hear from them because we're so full of pride. Because in some sick way, we're thinking we're up here and they're down here. Even when children don't listen to their parents, it's rebellion and pride. Jesus said a prophet is not without honor except those of his own household. And so when Jesus went to his own hometown, he could only heal a few because of their doubt and unbelief because they were so familiar with him so they could not receive from him because they did not discern the voice of the shepherd. When your grandkids speak, if if the Lord is saying something through them, you should be able to hear him. Let's quit dismissing people because of our fleshly, prideful behaviors. Because God can use anybody and anything. Anything he created, he can command. Even the wicked was created to serve a purpose. Right? Okay, so this is why we're constantly having to be taught the same thing over and over. He's like, we, no, we just talked about that last week. It's like you don't even remember the conversation. We must have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. When we have a good ground heart, we have ears to hear. And not just to hear what the Lord is saying, but true believers act on what he's saying. You know, James tells us, he said, Be doers of the word and not ears only, lest we deceive ourselves. It's not enough to know Bible verses. We act on what we believe to be true. So I can tell what I believe by how how I'm living. So I'm talking about a vegan diet. Are you on a vegan diet? Do you just eat out all the time? Because when we just listen to YouTube videos and other people preach and teach, which we need because every joint supplies a need. But I'm saying if that's the only thing that your diet consists of, then all you're doing is eating fast food. Because we don't want to sit down and fix our own meal. We don't want to sit down and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to me. As a study to show yourself approved. It's good that I'm listening to you and your study, but I need to take some time out to, so I can spend time with the Lord and I can study. We know that when we go to college, um, when we go to school, we have to do our own homework. Because if we don't do our own homework, that's considered copy. Right. Even though the teachers, they get up there and they do their instructions and we need that. We need instructions. We need the we need the the preachers on Facebook Live. We need all of that. That is a wonderful thing. That's a God idea. But what I'm saying is after they finish with the instructions, then we got to go in and do our part. Right. So God wants to develop uh, a personal relationship with us. So um, sometimes I ask one person, are you? Dating God or are you are committed to God? The way we show our commitment to God is by our obedience to God. I'm committed to this relationship. I hear what you're saying. I'm not just listening to what you're um, hearing what you're saying, but I'm listening to what you're saying. And the way I can tell when you're listening is when you do what I say. When we do what he say, that's how we know that we're listening to what he say. He said, be doers of the word and not hearers only. We can be hearing the word all day long, um, but... If we don't do what it say, we're not going to see what it say. And we're going to be ever learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Um, and this is, so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. It says, uh, surely we don't need to start again with the foundation, a fundamental importance of repeating 
uh, repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instructions about water baptism, laying on hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. God wants us to move forward and under, to further our understanding. He wants us to grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. Wisdom is the principal thing, but in all our getting, Proverbs tells us we have to get some understanding because I need to know how to do what I know. So I ask the question, do you know how to do what you know? Because we can know a lot of stuff and not know how to do it. So in all our getting, we need to get some understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. God's word tells me to take off anger, but now I need some understanding. Oh, Lord, show me how to take it off. What do you mean by this? What does this look like? How do we take the word of God and apply it to our everyday life? This is called biblical principles for inner healing. I first called the biblical principles for everyday living. How do we take the word of God and apply it to our lives? Lord, what does that look like? How do I do this? So we go, instead of just hearing it and saying, okay, well, I heard what he said. We need to dig a little deeper and go a little further and say, Lord, show me how a soft answer to give me your grace and your strength to give that soft answer so we can turn away that wrath like Proverbs says. A soft answer turns away wrath. This is what Proverbs says. What does this look like? Give me your grace. Give me your strength. We have to realize and understand the Bible Proverbs says lean not to your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge God and he will direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes but depart from evil. Right? Because when I think that I'm smart without God, that's being wise in my own eyes. When I say, I I got this, I don't need the word of God. I don't need the wisdom of God. I don't need the counsel of God. I got this. I'm not really interested in the philosophy of men. Because the philosophy of men is really just their opinion. I'm not even interested in my own opinion. God's word is my absolute truth. So when my opinion is not God's opinion, I'm not talking about nothing. My opinion is not going to set you free. Jesus said, if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth. And it's God's truth that sets us free. What is it that God's truth set us free from? God's truth sets us free from a devil's lie. The truth will set us free from a lie. So he's telling us, listen here, my question is, are you on a vegan diet? Are we still on milk? Let's move from milk to meet, by exercising our ability to discern and by getting in the word and not being a dull hearer. You say, like, there's certain things I can't say to you because you're dull of hearing. You're slowful, you're lazy. You don't want to hear the word of God. It's complacent. You know, when you talk to people about the word, they just talk right over you. They're dull of hearing. Then they come back and they talk to you about the same thing you already told them. It's called dull of hearing. It wasn't that that wasn't the time. It's just that that wasn't what you, we wanted to hear, right? And, I, I, you know, the children of Israel, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years because of doubt and unbelief. Anytime they wanted to believe God, anytime they wanted to trust God, they could have. But that was a heart condition. How many of you know that the condition of our heart determines how we receive the word of God? So the word, the Bible tells us, he said, um, love not the world nor the things of the world the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, because when we love the world, then the love of the Father is not in us. So when we begin to chase after and lust after the things of this world, and we begin to 
the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, thinking, becoming boastful and prideful in our own ability, thinking that it was because of us and it's all about us, this, that type of behavior, it takes us away from God, the love of God, because it, it changes our pursuit. Now we're no longer chasing after God. We're chasing after, we're chasing after the fame. We're chasing after the fortune. This is why Jesus is constantly telling us in Matthew, he said, seek first the kingdom of God. I need to be first place because if I'm not first place, then I'm, I'm not in no place because anything that takes my place becomes the God of our life. So when we don't have time for the Word of God, we don't have time to spend with God, then whatever it is that we put in this place, that is our God. You know, the the children of Israel, when God brought them out of Egypt, they made them a golden calf. And they said, this is the God that delivered us. They made them another God because they quit following and worshiping the true God. And, And likewise, just like the children of Israel, when we too quit hungering and thirsting after the word of God, the will of God, and being obedient to the will of God, we too create us another God. Because whatever takes the place of God in our lives become the God of our life. I don't know about you. This is not a moment of condemnation. This is a teachable moment. So we can grow from milk to meat. So how do we know when he says that strong meat belongs to them that are full age? I don't know. I'm not on a vegan diet. I want some strong meat. I want to. I don't want to just be ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of truth. We have to do what we know. When God gives us a word today, we got to act on that word today. Not, okay, well, Lord, I'm going to catch up with you later, but I got to do this first. No. No. If it means getting up extra early to put God first, then we do what we got to do because our obedience to God um, shows our commitment to God. Our obedience to God shows our love for God. Jesus said, if you love me, then obey me. Keep my commands. Why do you call me Lord and don't do what I say? We hunger as we hunger and thirst for the word of God, for the will of God, for the way of God, for the things of God. He will fill us. He will lead us, guide us, teach us. Grace seeking you shall find. Knocking the door shall be open. He wants us to be in pursuit of him. I don't know about you, but I'm a God chaser. What is it you're chasing? Because if we're not chasing God, whatever it is that we're chasing has become our God. Have we departed from the faith? The Bible says many have departed from the faith and pierced their souls with many sorrows chasing behind riches. The minute you become, you begin to want to be famous, that's when you take your eyes off of him. How many of you know that promotion comes from the Lord? This is not about us. The Apostle Paul says we must decrease so God can increase. Make sure that whatever we do in word or deed, that we're doing it so God can get the glory. Because when Christ is lifted up, he said, I'll draw all men unto myself. The devil wanted to be famous, and so he began to say, I will exalt myself. I will do this, and I will do that. And I, you know, I want to be like God. And so the people can worship him like God, can worship them like God. All right, promotion comes from the Lord. And in due season, when the timing is right, when God knows that he can trust you, when God has delivered you from the people, he can deliver you to the people. I always say, Lord, nothing before your time, nothing before a season. Promotion. This is not about self-promotion. This is about Christ's promotion. In due season, the Lord will promote you. Promotion, real promotion, 
We got self-promotion, but then we got God's promotion. But God's promotion comes from above. So here, so he says, strong meat belongs to them that are full of age, even those who by reason of use. So how do we, how do we become mature? How do we begin to eat meat? We have to begin to discern. When we, as we begin to exercise our ability to discern good from evil and right from wrong, that's a sign of maturity. Isn't that true? Because that's our goal is to teach our children good from evil and right from wrong. As they grow older, they shouldn't be still doing the things that they was doing um, when they was uh, five months, six months, seven months. I'm one years old now. As the baby turned uh, five, he shouldn't still be doing things that he was doing at age one because that that means he's not growing, right? And that's the same way with us. When we're constantly repeating the same cycles, doing the same thing, that, where that means we're not growing. That's a concern. We should be growing in our faith. We should be growing in our revelation knowledge. Because those who fear the Lord, he said, I'll make, my, I'll make my covenant known to them. And as fear, as we reverence the Lord Jesus Christ, as we walk in humility to him and say, Lord, not my will, not my way, not my want, Lord. I agree that your way is the right way. I agree. You know, for, It is you, Lord, that knows the way in which I should take. So how do we, uh, we need to start eating meat. We, as believers, we don't need to be on a vegan diet. We need to be eating the meat of the word. But we're going to have to study the word to eat the meat of the word. We can't, you know, it's enough of this surfacey stuff. Yeah, listen to the, listen to, because every joint supplies a need, but that shouldn't be your only meal. We should be having some revelation knowledge. We should be able to have a testimony really every day because every day God wakes us up. I don't know about you, but I am the miracle. <laughs> I don't need to see a miracle. I am the miracle. <laughs> I think it's so amazing how God wakes us up, how he breathes to us, how he strengthens us. That's a miracle. I am the miracle. I knew who I was before Christ. I know who I am after Christ. So this is why I say be uh, keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Because when we look for God's goodness in everything and all things, it enables us to give him thanks and give him praise because we're focusing on the goodness of God. There's, it's not to say bad things ain't happening. That's not what we're saying. We're saying I choose to focus. I set my mind. We can set our mind. Set your affections on things above. Not which are temp or eternal, not on things below which are eternal, things that's subject to change. Things around us gonna change. Jesus tells us in this world we're gonna have some trouble, but if we keep our mind stayed on him, he will keep us in perfect peace. First Corinthians two and six says, Amongst the mature, however, we speak a message of wisdom. So when when we're mature in the faith, the word of God, we're gonna see it as being wisdom but not the wisdom of this age or of the ruler of this age who are coming to nothing. As we begin to mature in the Lord, we're going to understand wisdom is the principal thing. The word of God is going to seem, it's going to be wisdom to us. We're not going to be acting stiff-necked and rebellious. Lord, I know what you say, but I don't care what you, that's like a teenager. We can, uh, we can, we can diagnose where we are spiritually in the spirit realm if we look at our behaviors, right? Because babies are selfish, right? Babies just want their way and they just want to do what they want to do. Is this you? I don't know. There's no condemnation. 
This is a teachable moment because I have to admit it before I can quit it. But I got to see it, too, because deception is what keeps us thinking that we are, we right when we wrong. We have to be able to discern good from evil. And I'm not just talking about discerning other people, but I need to be able to see the evil in me. I need to be able to see the good in me. Discerning. It's not just uh, God wants us all to know good from evil. Right? Don't you, you want all your children to know good from evil? So we exercise our ability to discern. Take it. Look, when you experience things in life, ask yourself this question. What does the, you know, I'm going to use this because this is easy for most of us to understand. That if a person is married, okay, I'm going to use this. If, a, if we know, um, what does the Word of God say about dating married people? Okay, he talks about adultery, uh, the marriage bed being undefiled, but the bed of adulterers and stuff will be judged, right? So the Word of God is against that. Right. So this I'm exercising my ability to discern. I'm looking at the situation and I'm seeing what God says. So is that good or evil? If it's not God, it's evil. If it's God, it's good. Right. If it's not God, it's demonic. If it's, you know, I'm saying we can parent it to the word of God. Really, there is a um, for every problem. There really is a promise. The word of God is to teach us how to live righteously. It's not just a good book. It's not just a story that we read. No, it was left here, and the things that he put in it is for our example. So we'll know what to do and what not to do. But as we begin to learn how to discern, we can walk in the wisdom of God because the Word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It's a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. It will show us which way to go. The Word of God is what will lead us and guide us and direct us. The Holy Spirit. He is the one. He leads and guides and directs us into everything that's true. Jesus said, I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. He was being led by his fathers. He was being led by, right? We're, as believers, those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Those who are the sons. Maturity. We have to become doers of the word. Quit running. Quit having itching ears because another reason we can't endure sound doctrine is because of the itching ears. In other words, I don't like what you say, so I'm going to go find somebody else who's going to tell me what I say. So I'm going to go and hang out with a group of people who's going to tell me that they understand my bitterness. They understand why I shouldn't forgive, why I can't forgive. That's not that's not the word of God. We have to be able to endure sound doctrine. When we grow dull of hearing, we cannot hear or receive the word of God because we have lost our interest in the word of God. And, and, and you know, and that's why I tell people, I said, it's hard to find people who want to talk about the Lord because that's not their interest. I mean, we can sit up and talk about the news. We can talk about everything else. We can talk about that forever. But when you go talking about the Lord, they, they can only endure for so long. The truth of the matter is the word of God is a never-ending subject. And it's a good, it's the good news. Um, so we have to, uh, as we, we have to eat meat. We can't be vegan, spiritually speaking. We can't be spiritual vegans. We have to become meat lovers. We have to become meat lovers in, when it comes to spiritual things. We have to eat the word of God. We have to be willing to learn new things. Some of us are, when we, when we don't spend time in the Word, we're saying, I'm not interested 
and learning anything new. We know that when we go to school, we have to study so we can grow and make better grades. If our grades are bad, we study a little bit more so we can pull our grades up. But when my life is a mess, hmm, I need to study some more um, and, and, um, not just, and, and see, see me. Lord, uh, show me how to overcome this. I have a problem with anger. My attitude ain't right. Show me how to, or show me how to, how to, to uh, deal with this spirit that's operating through this person. I need your wisdom. You know, Jesus is the, oh my God, I love to read the um, Gospels because I love to see how Jesus dealt with people. As he is, so are we in this world, right? He is a truth teller. He is the spirit of truth. And we as disciples and followers of Jesus Christ, we too are to be truth tellers. We too are to be um, followers. I'm not talking about our truth. I'm talking about God's truth because when our truth is not God's truth, it's just an opinion. (laughs) I tell people, the word of God is my absolute truth. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the the truth. I am the life. He is. So we can't know the word of God without, you know, we're lazy and we don't want to study. And and that's just something, um, Lord, give us a hunger and a thirst. There's no condemnation. Father, give us a hunger and a desire and a thirst for the things of God. So what causes us to lose our focus? What causes us to be vegans? (laughs) Well, when we start, like I said earlier, the thing that causes us to lose our desire for God, the things that causes us to lose our hunger for God is when we start running after the things of this world. So he said, love not the world nor the things of the world, because when we love the world, then the love of the Father is not in us. So when we start chasing after the things of this world, it causes us not only to lose our focus on the Lord Jesus Christ, but it causes us to lose our love for God. And when we quit loving God, we quit chasing after God, we quit pursuing after God. For many have pierced their souls with many sorrows and have departed from the faith chasing after riches, the deceitfulness of riches. When we understand, believe in our heart, and know that God is our source, we move when he say move. We go when he say go. We're not led by money. We're not led by opportunity. We're not led by fortune. We're not led by fame. We're not led by the lust of our flesh. We're not led by the um, deceitfulness of riches. We're not led by the um, pride of life. Right? I'm doing it because this is what God told me to do. That's my reason. That has to be our motive. God has to be our motive for everything that we do, everything that we say. When it's God, it's good, okay? When my motive is God, so you can get a relationship with Jesus Christ, then that's good. But when my motive is me, then that's not good. Our goal as disciples, ambassadors of Jesus Christ, and ministers of reconciliators, is to direct people to the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. When Christ is lifted up, it's not about people trying to get people to depend on you. It's about teaching people to depend on Christ. It's about them understanding and knowing that I can only do all things because of Christ who strengthens me, that it's because of him that I live, move, and have my being. 
And everything that I need to succeed is in him. He has put it in me. He's given me the power to get the wealth. And our prayers, Lord, thank you for your witty inventions. Thank you for giving us the power. Thank you for giving us the wisdom to know how to get the power that you have given us to get the wealth. So it all comes back to God. Because when I go outside of God to get what, my, what I need, that's when we're becoming wise in our own eyes. He said, depart, quit being wise in your, depart from evil and quit being wise in your own eyes. That's evil. That when I think that I can, everything that I've gotten and everything that I do is because of me. And when I think it's because of me, then, then, then I don't give God any glory. Because then I talk about how smart I am. I talk about my education. I talk, it's all about what I've done. And God ain't getting no glory. The conversation is about how smart I am. Well, the reason that that happened is because I did this. The reason that happened is because I did that. No. The reason it happened is because of what Jesus Christ did. You know I'm a pride crusher, right? Because that's what pride brings a man low. And that's what got Satan kicked out of heaven. I'm fully convinced that without him, I I can absolutely do nothing because I am fully convinced that it's because of him that I live, I move, and I have my absolute being. The only reason I'm awoke today is because God, uh, of his goodness and his grace and his mercy, and he found fit to wake me up because he still has a good plan and purpose for us. And that's the only reason we're here, so we can glorify him. He did not just create us so we can live our own lives. Therefore, the Bible says, I'm crucified with Christ. When he died, I died. When he rose, I rose. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life we now live, we live by faith in the Son of God. I'm living by faith in what Christ has done. I'm walking by faith in what he's done. I call in those things which be not as though they were. Right? He said, light be, and there light was. There was no light until he spoke it into existence. How many of you know that we're speaking spirits and we're prophesying or we're prophesying? So we need to be mindful of our words. And if we say that we are disciples of Jesus Christ, then we need to be saying what he's saying. We need to be living how he's living. Right? Because disciples are followers. Jesus is my mentor. (laughs) I want to mimic him as he is, so are we in this world, right? As disciples, we follow him. He came to disciple his disciples so they can mimic him. So as I do, you can do what I do and even greater, meaning because there's going to be greater in numbers. There's going to be more of you. It was just one of me. But as I multiply my mission in you, then you can go on and disciples others. He told us to go and make disciples, not church, not church members. He said disciples. And the reason some of us has been 30, 40 years in the faith and still haven't bared any fruit is because we are not growing from faith to faith. And there's no condemnation because that's the purpose of the fivefold ministry. They're supposed to be teaching you and preparing us and equipping us for the work of the ministry. We should be learning who we are in Christ. Some of no condemnation, but you're going to have to take, you know, you're going to have to go home and study. It's not the teacher's job to teach you everything. We actually have to go home and study. You know, most of the sermons that we're hearing on Sundays are not, unless you got a, a pastor that's a teacher, a lot of times you're getting a lot of metaphors. You get one scripture and the rest opinions. Oops, forgive me, Lord. He says signs and wonders will follow his word. And so sometimes we're not seeing signs and wonders because we're not speaking his word. There's no condemnation. I'm just talking about the God honest truth because the gospel for me is really simple. 
I read it, I believe it, and that's what it is. Because it's my absolute truth, and I'm a truth seeker because I'm so convinced that my way was the wrong way that I don't want my way no more. I'm convinced that God's way, that Jesus Christ really is the only way. He is the only truth. And when my opinion is not his opinion, then my opinion is not right. So I'm trying to stick with this, but we have to become meat lovers when it comes to the faith. We have to, the Bible tells us to study to show our own selves approved. That means I need to study myself. It's good that I listen to um, my pastor. It's good that I listen to um, Dr. Tony Evans. It's good that I listen to um, different ones. That's good. But God said for me to study. See, I can't get to know my husband. I can't get to know God through third parties or second parties. Um, I could talk about God and not know God. And we, you understand what I'm saying? He wants us to have a committed relationship, a love relationship with him, not a religious relationship. You can read a, an, an autobiography of someone and not really know them. You can know about them but not know them until you spend time fellowshipping with them. Jesus said, if you say that you have fellowship with me, but yet you still walk in darkness. And John, he said, you are lying. The truth is not in you. I didn't say that. That's what he said. I'm just the messenger, the mailman, so don't. No, I'm just saying what he say. This is how he talks to me, and I love it because the, the, more, the simplicity of the gospel, it's not hard. It's not that the word of God is hard. It's just that we don't be wanting to do what it say. Right? It's kind of like you tell your kids to wash the dishes and they don't want to go wash the dishes. It's not that it's hard to wash the dishes. They just don't want to wash the dishes. And so the thing that makes it hard is that my flesh is an enmity towards God and my flesh is lazy and I, don't just, I just don't want to wash the dishes because my flesh is in rebellion to what Christ wants. It's in rebellion to what you asked me to do. My flesh is lazy and slowful. And I don't want to do that. But we was uh, crucified with Christ. He saved us not to live our own life, but he saved us to live Christ's life. Okay. There's no condemnation here. All I'm saying is when it comes to spiritual things, we cannot be vegan. We have to become meat lovers. Uh, We have to uh, read the word. Okay. Ourselves. We need to study to show ourselves. Approve rightfully dividing the word of God because even the elect will be deceived. He wants me to get a personal relationship. If I don't know what God is saying, what am I praying? If I don't know what the, if I don't take time out to renew my mind to the word of God, I'm not going to be able to change. I, we must renew our mindset to change where we at. We have to change our way of thinking. The children of Israel could have came out of that wilderness anytime they wanted to. The minute they start believing God is the minute they could have started leaving where they were. But their faith was in, uh, was in uh, what they couldn't do rather than what God said they could do. And when our faith is in what we can't do, I did a podcast, Don't Let Your Can'ts Keep You From Your Cans. Go back and listen to that. When my faith is in what, when I have more faith in what I can't do than what I can do, then I'm not going to do what God told me to because I have more faith in what I can't do than what what God told me I can do. And this was the children of Israel. This was their problem. You know, they had 12, the Lord sent 12, Moses sent 12 spies in. 10 came out with an evil report. Joshua and Caleb said, we can, we can take the land. But the other 10 leaders say, no, they grass, we grasshoppers in their sight. They They were walking by faith. They was walking by sight. So whenever you feel like you can't, 
just know that you have more faith in what you can't do than in what you can do. Don't let your can'ts keep you from your cans because God said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the Holy Spirit is the one that graces us. He is the one, the Bible says, that even willeth us to want to do good. Okay, the only reason I want to do good is because of God. Okay, so as we begin to exercise our ability to discern, that's and we begin to understand right from wrong, uh, and we begin to, um, as we begin to read the Word of God, we'll see it as wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing, right? Um, the fear of the Lord. Wisdom is the fear of the, the fear of the Lord. Uh, what is that scripture? Let me see. The fear of the Lord is wisdom. Wisdom is the fear of the Lord or something like this. This is the Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yes. The uh, Psalms 111 verse 10. Psalms 111 verse 10. It teaches us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And a good understanding have all they that do his commands. Right. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, fear meaning reverence, not being scared or afraid. So when I have respect for God, that shows that's when I can walk in the wisdom of God because I trust what he say. When people don't believe what, what the word of God say, they're not going to walk in the wisdom of God because God is God and his word is one, right? So the fear of the Lord is wisdom, is beginning of wisdom. So the more we fear God, the more we'll learn to hate evil. Some of us don't hate evil because we don't have a reverence for God. I didn't say that. Hold on, wait a minute. You know there's no condemnation in this. Psalms 111.10 tells us this. It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So when I have reverence for God, I'll have, I'll have the wisdom of God. Because, see, I respect him. And when you respect people, you listen to people that you respect, right? Some of our children are real obedient to their parents because they respect them. And they listen to what they say because they respect them. People that don't respect you don't listen to you. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, 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 People who don't reverence you, who have no respect for you, don't listen to you. There is no condemnation. You know, we're growing from faith to faith today because we're learning some new stuff. We're growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. We're not just going to learn some stuff, but because we're in a committed relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to do what he said. So the fear of the Lord is with us. And so what is the what is the Tom Solo um, the, um, summary? If I had to summarize this whole message, again, I was asking, are you on a vegan diet? Um, uh, I'm encouraging you to become a meat lover. As spiritually speaking, we have to be meat lovers. We have to love the meat of the word. So we can't endure and digest sound doctrine. Some of us cannot. It's hard to uh, tell people the truth. Um, is because they don't want the truth. And so they run from the truth. And so they have itching ears. And so they go find people going to tell them something else. I don't need you telling me that you understand why I'm I'm bitter. I don't need you to tell me you understand why I have I'm sitting in unforgiveness. I don't need you to tell me. Um, that's what this man laid on this bed for 38 years because everyone understood. They understood his story. He was stuck in his story and they agreed with his story. But Jesus, when the, Jesus came by to ask him if he wanted to be whole, if he wanted to be healed, he was so stuck in his story. 
that he couldn't even say yes. It was just a simple answer. He didn't ask him what happened. He didn't ask, why have you been here for so long? That's not what he asked. He asked him if he wanted to be made whole. And when we become so stuck in our story and people come with solutions, we don't want the solutions because we're so stuck in the story. It's like, well, you don't understand. I'm going to have to find somebody who do. I'm going to have to find somebody who can tell me that they understand. They understand why uh, I don't want to forgive. They understand, you know. And so it's been 15 years and you're still telling the same story. You're still talking about it like it was yesterday. That's because like the man that was stuck by the pool... He was stuck in the story. Let's not become stuck in the story because when we become stuck in the story, it keeps us from moving from going from faith to faith and glory to glory. Let's not get stuck in the story. Understand the story so we can learn from it. Okay, but we can't become stuck in the story. I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys be blessed to be encouraged. And I, again, I want to encourage you to become a meat lover when it comes to spiritual things. We cannot become, we can't be on a vegan diet because when we're on a vegan diet, it just causes us to be on milk. But we want to exercise our ability to discern because when we can discern and distinguish good from evil, God from the devil, right from wrong, then we can begin to eat meat. So let's have a reverence for God, for the word of God, for the way of God, for the will of God, and understand that we're not going to be wise in our own eyes, but we're going to depart from evil, right? In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you.